Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue, and we're coming to you from the campus of Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. MTSU purchased digital SLR cameras for the inaugural graduating class of the TBI State Academy, and the graduates received them November 1st. The university has a relationship with the fledgling academy, which can only grow and benefit both partners. Dr. Ben Stickle, an assistant professor of criminal justice administration, is here to talk about how MTSU will work with the academy, which offers peace officers from all over the state an opportunity to improve and update their skills. The story you're about to hear is true after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. Home prices continue to increase across the state and are at their highest level in the past decade. This according to the latest quarterly housing report from the MTSU Business and Economic Research Center. All three regions of the state have experienced growth in home closings over the year, though the data indicates slower activity in closings throughout Nashville, Knoxville, and Memphis since the beginning of 2018. Quarterly closings show marginal declines in Knoxville, Memphis, and Nashville areas. Quarterly inventories increased in all three areas, with Nashville leading at just over 14 percent, followed by Knoxville and Memphis. And officials with MTSU and China's Guangxi University of Chinese Medicine signed an agreement December 17th solidifying their ties regarding cooperative research into agricultural residues and traditional medicine. MTSU Provost Dr. Mark Burns signed the documents along with Guangxi officials. In the agreement, MTSU will join the team of collaborative institutes of the Guangxi Collaborative Innovation Center for research on functional ingredients of agricultural residues, a research institute based in China at Guangxi University. Together, MTSU and the Chinese institutes will participate in joint programs of medicinal research and product development on agricultural botanical residues, including American ginseng extract and persimmon, mango, and sugarcane leaves. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Ben, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me today. Why did MTSU purchase cameras for these 11 peace officers? We were approached by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and asked if we could help uh, with their academy by providing some of these equipment, mainly the cameras. And we thought this was an excellent opportunity for the university and the TBI to work together uh, to help promote uh, training for police officers all across the state. This was something they had specifically asked if we could cover this aspect of the training, and we worked within the university uh, to find some funds to do that, and hopefully that it would help both agencies as we progress forward. You had an opportunity to speak to the class at the academy. What did you tell them? What was your message? I did. I was able to go and speak during the first week of the academy. This is a several-week-long program that they have. And basically, I shared with them that the university was providing the funds for the cameras that they've received, I think, a couple of days later. Um, And that we were hoping to forge not only a partnership with TBI, but with each of these agencies. So these were officers from across the state from an investigative background, and they were coming to a central location to receive some advanced training, including the photography, which is the cameras that we provided. 
And so the message that I gave them was, uh, we're here to help. We're interested in promoting criminal justice and policing across the state. Um, I gave them information about our degree programs. Uh, in the last couple of years, we were able to get a bachelor's degree in criminal justice administration, and then also a master's degree in criminal justice administration fully online. And so these are programs that students can take from anywhere in the country, really. And we're trying to get the word out to law enforcement agencies around the state that this program is here and available to them. And this was a great opportunity for them to see our desire to engage with law enforcement and then to share the message that we're here to help them uh, continue their education so they can move up or do other things within the field of law enforcement. How do you think you were received? I think very well. Uh, So my background is actually one who comes from law enforcement. So I worked in policing for about six years uh, prior to getting my degree and then beginning to teach college. And I have really never stopped being involved in policing since that time. Uh, And it's always interesting when you walk into a room of cops to tell them that you were one of them and you can see the instant kind of walls drop uh, they can, okay, this is this is somebody who knows and understands what, what I'm going through. Uh, and so, therefore, that connection was really helped put them at ease and I think made them interested. I uh, received a number of follow-up questions during the short time that I was there. And they only graduated a short time ago, so we're yet to see the actual outcomes of this, but hopefully it will be uh, be beneficial for all. And they were from both municipal and county agencies? Yes. So it's the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation State Academy, But there's actually no one who is uh, a member of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is actually in the academy. They're simply the ones providing the training. And so these are individuals, I think they try and get a mix from across the state, uh, both large agencies, small agencies, uh, municipal departments, uh, county sheriffs, just a variety of mixture uh, for this class. And I'm sure that's the goal as they continue to go forward to have a variety of different uh, backgrounds from across the state. And what motivation would an experienced peace officer uh, have to obtain a college degree after years of experience on the job? Sure. Well, one of the features of the program that we have here at MTSU is that this is a criminal justice administration degree. And so we have a variety of coursework that focuses on leadership, focuses on management and administration. And so the goal is not really to teach them the technical knowledge of how to do what they do but to teach them the theory behind it and the management skills and leadership skills to lead an agency afford. And so we're not teaching them how to drive a car, how to shoot a gun, any of these basic skills. We're trying to teach them the theory and everything to get them to the next level so they can lead an agency and truly make um, a different impact um, at that administrative or management level. And one of the things that they learn probably is that while some people think that the gap between the theorist and the foot soldier on the ground who actually has to deal with things day to day is wide when you have people who have actually uh, been police officers and have been on patrol, that uh, gap narrows considerably. It's not as large as they might think. That's exactly right. One of the uh, outstanding features of this program at MTSU is everyone who's on the faculty has worked in the field. And we all have varying backgrounds. Some have been uh, actually street police officers. Others have been detectives. We have uh, judges, uh, prosecution, defense attorneys. We have probation and parole. We have uh, FBI agents, Secret Service. Uh, And then those are full-time faculty. And then we have a whole variety of adjuncts who have uh, generally adjuncts are actually still working in the field. 
And what that allows our faculty to do that is surprisingly quite unique uh, at this university is to provide that aspect. So we're able to take, because we have the training, uh, the degrees, the PhDs, the theory, and we're actually able to make real-world applications and say this is the theory that tells us uh, how we should patrol and what we should do, and this is the actual application of it, and this is how it works. And so that is um, it's kind of unfortunate, but an unusual thing for this university to have so many in its department that have been so focused on the actual application of these theories that we're able to really connect with the students and uh, deliver to them something that's a little more unique than a lot of other schools. We'll take a break right here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. The Tennessee Civil War National Heritage Area is managed by MTSU Center for Historic Preservation. A partnership unit of the National Park Service, the Heritage Area tells the whole story of America's greatest challenge, offering assistance with Civil War and Reconstruction Era programs. Our projects include historic driving tours, museum exhibits, and nominations to the National Register of Historic Places. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference at MTSU for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For more information, visit mtsunews.com. We're talking with Dr. Ben Stickle, an assistant professor of criminal justice administration, about MTSU's relationship with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Uh, How has law enforcement as a career changed over the years to warrant the kind of education that college can provide? If you were to go way, way back in the day, decades ago, the guy who literally, quote unquote, pounded a beat was basically thought of as a thug with a badge. Uh, You needed to have enough muscle to break up a bar fight, and that was about it. It it wasn't a great deal of analytical thinking required, but it's a whole new ballgame now, right? It is a whole new ballgame, and you would probably have to go back further than you might think looking for some of those details. Oh, I'm thinking about the turn of the century around that area in urban areas like New York then, like that. You're correct. What's surprising is even in the 20s and 30s, there was a beginning of a groundswell call for uh, police officers to have a college education. So even maybe further back than a lot of people would think. And even when you look at that time period from the 20s all the way forward, what we see is that the role of police in our society has been expanding greatly. And so we are asking police officers to do more than we probably ever have been in the past. Uh, Being the ones who answer the 911 call, we're the only form of government that everyone sees constantly. We're the only number that doesn't sleep. And so people call constantly asking for things. And whether it's an emergency or a non-emergency, the police will often respond or at least reply with a phone call. And what this has done is just increased over and over again the number of things that we're asked to do. And with that, uh, the complexity of what we're having to do grows. And so the idea that it's just as simple as show up, wait for a call, put someone in jail, and then repeat is clearly a thing of the past. And so we are asked to uh, come up with methods to prevent crime, 
uh, help businesses and uh, neighborhoods design their facilities so they don't or aren't a victim of crime, to respond to very complex crime from computer fraud uh, and sexual assault um, all the way down to the simple things like stealing a purse. Um, but even that often morphs into something that requires some additional skills that maybe weren't necessary 20 or 30 or even 50 years ago. So the field has really broadened and gotten a lot more complex. And what we're seeing is uh, that need to have officers who are trained uh, and educated to actually handle and respond to these calls. What sorts of financial aid would be available for uh, uh, currently practicing law enforcement officers who would like to take some college courses? That's a good question. And rather to get real specific, I'll be kind of general. Uh, so I am aware that the state of Tennessee does provide a lot of financial aid uh, to state employees. And most police officers, even if they're working for a municipal uh, city or a county government, qualify for these benefits. And so the state will help officers to get uh, so many classes uh, each year done. Um, and so that is widely available. And we often uh, discuss that with officers, that if they would look at whatever benefits package they're hired under through the state or the county or the city, what they find is often some type of benefit where they can take maybe one class at a time. Um, and then you combine that with some other federal financial aid that is available. Um, it's fairly um, maybe not as daunting as one might think to actually come back to school and to get a good amount of it paid for if you're doing in the public service, such as policing or law enforcement or corrections. Um, and then there's additional scholarships that uh, private organizations have and things like that. So it's maybe not as daunting as one might think. And I always encourage people, uh, take a look, because you might be surprised at how um, flexible it is and the, and the options that are out there. Did you have a chance to check out the curriculum at the TBI Academy while you were there? What do they teach? I did. We were uh, given a copy of their curriculum and everyone who will be teaching. And uh, the university, in fact, my department, Criminal Justice Administration, was so pleased and impressed with the curriculum and the quality of instructors uh, that we agreed to give uh, actual college credit for completing this academy. Um, and so each graduate uh, who graduated in November um, of this year will receive up to nine um, undergraduate college credit hours if they apply to MTSU and carry that forward. And so we were very pleased with the, uh, the rigor and the quality of what's being taught there. Is that dependent upon what kind of grade they got at the academy, or is that more of a pass-fail kind of uh, situation? There are tests that go on at the academy to ensure that the uh, participants are progressing through the curriculum and meeting the skills requirements. The grade that we would assign would just be a pass or fail. What kind of careers can MTSU's Criminal Justice Administration program uh, prepare students for? It, it uh, might sound uh, limited to law enforcement initially, but there are other types of uh, vocations that these skills are applicable to. Absolutely. So what we see in society and even among many of our students is this idea that I'm going to be a police officer. That's the only thing that goes on. But what we're finding uh, by looking at our own students is that really a majority have no desire to carry what I like to call a badge and a gun, would be you know to work in a uniform patrol officer setting. And we're finding a lot of students who have other goals. And we have worked very hard in the department to meet those goals. So some of the other areas that you can apply this in is corrections, uh, probation and parole. We have several classes and we're working to develop a, a track for a victimology. So working with uh, victims. Uh, there are careers you can do in uh, crime analysis. So being the one who looks at the maps and sees where the crime is occurring and looking at the trends. Uh, criminal investigations uh, is a, a new minor that we just developed to uh, have uh, started this year. 
um, as well. Uh, and then, of course, you have your traditional policing and police management. And then beyond that, we've also looked at a variety of other uh, areas. And one of those that we're really focusing on is actually private security. Uh, so most people don't know that private policing or private security has about a three to one. So it's three times as big of a field as uh, law enforcement is. And so we've actually developed a number of courses and are looking toward that as well to kind of meet the need for uh, private investigators, private security uh, officials uh, to get the education they need to further their career as well. So there's just a wide variety of different things. And I never have any shortage when someone comes in my office and says, look, you know, I really like this topic, but I don't really want to be a cop. And I say, look, that's okay. We need people to do things that aren't just cops. We need people to work with victims. We need people to be judges and attorneys. Uh, we have quite a few that go into law school. Um, and so we need people to work in the private field. There's just a lot of things that are possible out there. Is a military background a, a good background for a police officer police officer, or does one have to uh, shift one's paradigm in going from uh, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, or the Marines to, say, a municipal uh, police force or a county sheriff's department? Well, that's a really good question. I'll try and give you the kind of the brief uh, thousand-foot view. I actually did some research on that, and I asked people if you were hiring a candidate and the candidate had uh, military or just any work experience, what would you prefer? And I asked open-ended responses, and I got some really interesting replies. Perhaps the most interesting one was it really depends on the military um, service, uh, both where they deployed and what did they do. And so the point that a lot of the administrators and officers that I interviewed asked said, you know, it can really depend uh, whether you saw combat or whether you were a mechanic, for example, for the Air Force. Those two things have two different uh, concepts. Regardless, though, uh, while there is definitely a help in the military field to go into policing, you understand the structure, the chain of command, some things like this. Uh, it is often a world different. Even if you were in the military police uh, coming to the civilian side, there are a fair number of differences. Um, and that's really going to be on a case-by-case -case situation. But there are certain things that does prepare you, prepare you well for in the, in the uh, policing world. Time for another break. We'll be back. This is MTSU on the record. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Experiential Learning Scholars Program at MTSU gives students a chance to go outside the classroom and obtain hands-on experience in their chosen fields of study. They'll have the opportunity to give something back to the community through service learning as they gain acceptance for graduate study. Students should be able to select EXL-designated courses from major requirements and general studies requirements to complete the 16 to 18 hours of EXL coursework. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking about MTSU and its Criminal Justice Administration Department's relationship with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation's new TBI State Academy, uh, which is a, a, an entity that can bring together people from uh, law enforcement agencies across the state to uh, learn how to upgrade their, their skills, uh, specialize their skills, or perhaps even learn a few things that 
they didn't have in store. And Dr. Ben Stickle, who is an assistant professor of criminal justice administration, is here to talk about that. Are you, you facing any competition at the TBI State Academy from any other universities that are attempting to do what you do and lure them to their program? <laughs> Um, I don't think directly in the same way. Um, University uh, UT has a program uh, that does some uh, crime scene training, but it's kind of a different uh, different aspect of it than what uh, than what the TBI Academy is doing. Uh, definitely, I don't think there's any other competition in the middle or western part of the state for that. Do you ever encounter as a professor any um, young freshmen or sophomores who have been too heavily influenced by TV and the movies in determining that criminal justice should be their major, that their perceptions are rather out of step with reality based on what they have seen in fictional media? It is an interesting question, and my immediate response would be almost everyone I meet, student or otherwise, their perceptions are probably a little off from what uh, is actual reality. Everything from whether the crime rate is increasing or decreasing, um, which it's been uh, decreasing in some years very, very rapidly for the last 10 or 15 years. Um, and everyone thinks that crime is getting worse. In fact, it's actually lower than it really has been since we began keeping records in the 30s. And so that's one example of that. The other might just be the type of jobs that are out there. So I have a lot of students who watch um, a lot of the pop TV shows have uh, federal agencies, FBI and things like that, who fly all over the country and investigate these uh, exciting murders. The reality is the FBI investigates very, very few homicides. Uh, they're more likely to investigate terrorism, which, uh, again, may sound really exciting, but what they're doing probably isn't. Or they may be investigating copyright and things like that. And so one of the things that I have to do at the very beginning is explain um, just jurisdiction. So the FBI, while they may investigate some robberies and homicides, it's very a very small portion of what they do. And so what I generally find is that the perceptions that come in, we're able to kind of redirect and say, well, actually, if you're wanting to do uh, you know, drug investigations, these are the agencies that do this. And so we're breaking some of that mold from television. Uh, but it's not always completely out of step of what you might see with the general public. Does it ever cease to amaze you that even though each one of these shows has technical advisors, some of whom are retired police officers, they still don't seem to get it right? Well, it's all about entertainment. Yeah. I guess. So I don't know. Uh, it really doesn't. I will tell you, I don't watch any of these shows. Uh, after receiving quite a bit of uh, training in, in forensic science investigation when I was a police officer, um, I remember coming home from that experience, and I used to watch these shows, and uh, finally just said, uh, I think I've had enough of that. About 50% of the shows on TV are either cop shows or lawyer shows. Well, it seems really high proportion, doesn't it? I don't, yeah. I don't know the actual percentage, but I, I wouldn't argue against that. Um, and that seems to be what the, uh, what the entertaining focus is. It seems to be legal issues. Not even cops, huh? Uh, <laughs> you know, Cops is interesting. It is the first reality television show. Uh, it was the first time something like that was done many years ago. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we just seen that repeated and repeated till we're probably all tired of reality yes. television shows. Uh, and the only thing I'll say about Cops is Cops does a better job of capturing reality. Mm -hmm. But the only thing you have to remember about Cops is to be very time condensed. So they might ride with an agency for an entire month to put together a 20-minute television show. Mm -hmm. So that is reality but a month's worth of recording to make a 20-minute TV show. So that's one of the differences. Why are dispatchers paid so little? 
They're so important. They have got to get it right. They're the first person that that terrified individual who thinks he or she is being invaded in their house talks to. Well, that's a great question. Of course, if we looked at the importance of your jobs relative to your pay scale, we'd have to start looking at professional sports players and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah. So that's a great question. Why are they paid less? Um, there's probably a variety of reasons for that. Uh, some of it comes down to the amount of training that they go through and some of the skill sets that are required, like physically, uh, compared to police officers. Uh, but to specifically answer your question, I really can't because I don't really know, you know, currently where that uh, what that difference is between a starting mm-hmm. officer and a dispatcher. So I don't really know the exact mm-hmm. details of that. How many people can the uh, TBI State Academy accommodate? Now, this graduating class had, a, had about 11. Uh, can they accommodate more? Is there a lid? Do you know? If I recall, I was thinking somewhere between 15 and 20, and I think they were keeping the size somewhat small so that they can do a lot of uh, hands-on training uh, mm-hmm. that way. So I don't think it would be over uh, 20 or 25, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. How can people find out more information if they want to know how to achieve college credit for taking the TBI uh, State Academy courses? Sure. They can contact me or they can visit um, our MTSU website. If you go to uh, mtsu.edu and then forward slash criminal justice, it takes you to our landing page for our department. They can find my information or just general contact information and let us know if they have any questions about our programs. Online, in-seat, undergraduate or graduate, we'd be happy to get you in the right direction, answer any questions that you have. Dr. Ben Stickle, thank you for being our guest. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Paula Morton has the middle moment. MTSU's latest crop of graduating student teachers drew lots of interest at the recent teacher recruitment fair inside the Student Union Ballroom. More than 40 school districts from around the region, and even a school from China, attended the event in hopes of finding the right hire. College of Education Dean Lana Severs explains. We've worked really hard, our faculty and staff have worked really hard to design our teacher education program in a way that partners with school districts and prepares teachers to go out and and make that difference. But also, we've redesigned our program in terms of coursework, clinical experiences in the schools, um, how they're evaluated, all those sorts of things. And our teachers are in high demand. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU On The Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com 
and on iTunes. 